Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, we're going to call it MLK Monday. If you at work today, you're wrong. I know bills are out to be paid, but sometimes sacrifices have to be made. It's your boy, OG. If it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lameless terms. This weekend didn't go according to plan. You're staring at the screen, but still don't understand. Me and MLK going to get you through. Because he made it so I can do what I do. What's up, everybody? On this uh, national holiday, some people don't call it national, but it is a national holiday. I'm going to get in and get out with you today. First thing, we'll start off with these quick hits on Monday. Uh, shout out to my, my man, Demar Hamlin, uh, Buffalo Bills safety. He's still in recovery. He didn't he didn't make it to the game yesterday, but I'm sure it, uh, you know, they, they channeled his energy into pulling out that game against the Dolphins. Everybody thought it was going to be a blowout, but it wasn't. Still praying for the brother uh, and hoping for his full recovery. Next up, we're going to get into this whole Lamar Jackson saga. Or rather, this whole Lamar Jackson mess. Lamar did not show up for the playoff game yesterday. And why would he? I mean, he, he basically telling them, it's over. Sorry, Ravens fans. It's over. Why, why wouldn't he make the trip, uh, you know, Something that came out about him being a distraction. Well, he's been on the sidelines for six games. He's Lamar Jackson. The camera's going to follow him regardless. And and I don't know whose decision it was, but I'm thinking it it was Lamar's. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. The the disrespect at, at this point is, is has been too much. And all that water under the bridge thing, nah, not not happening. The contract talks. He should have been signed before the. Before the season started and they want to talk about loyalty where 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 is his loyalty yeah it's the players always loyal but what about the organization it's organization has loyalty until it's contract time and then it's business you see see the difference when contract when you're in a contract year it's business oh we love you lamar but you're in a contract year and we don't want to give you what what you deserve so now nah. And then you have two formal, former great black quarterbacks arguing about if he should play or not. Listen, it's up to Lamar whether he should play or not. It's not up to you, Mike Vick, who talking about he put on, he had the same injury and he put on a brace and played with it. But you weren't in a contract year, Mike. You were not in a contract year. And RG3, who takes a lot of crap, even from me, uh, RG3 said him putting a brace on it and play, playing with the same injury ended his career. I would err on the side of caution. It's too many tales. You remember what happened to Dak, Dak Prescott? It, Dak lucky playing football right now. His ankle pretty much was broke off from his leg. You talking about put a brace on? Come on, Mike Vick. Come on. Yeah, I know you got rehabilitated and you on that other stuff right now, but nah, bro. But what happened to protect the players first? That was that was a load of bull, man. Cut that out, Mike. Come on, man. You you, you better than that. Down down tonight we got Dak against Brady. Man, like I said, uh, either a legacy is gonna be born or a legacy is gonna continue. Dak plays up or down to his competition, no doubt about it. I don't think he's got to be great tonight. He just has to have some help from 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 the people around him. Ceedee Lamb's gonna have to show up. They're gonna have. They need to start Pollard and not Zeke, and they need to score first. They don't need to play from behind. 
Brady, somebody needs to send him out of there. He's not that guy, but in two minutes, he that guy. He can sting it up the whole game. If he's close at the end and he's got the ball, he's going to win. Not saying that. It's a fact. If it's close, I'm a Cowboys fan. But if it's close, Brady going to stick the dagger in. That's all I'm saying. He's not a Cowboy killer like Aaron Rodgers, but hell, he's 7-0 against him. So he might as well be added to the list. It shouldn't be close. Play calling. Dak's going to have to step up. He's going to be better. He needs to run more. Because that pocket is going to collapse tonight. He's not going to be able to sit back there with a pretty uniform and pick to who he wants to throw to, throw to. He's going to have to run a little bit to keep him honest. And then they can pick him apart. Love Zeke. But like I said, Zeke shouldn't start unless we if, if we're up, Zeke, Zeke should play. If we're down, Pollard should be in the game all the time. He's the home run hitter. And, and Zeke's the guy that hits for average. So... They need to figure it out. Uh, hopefully, Kellen Moore gets a job so we never have, to, never have to put up with him again. I'm not as much as down on McCarthy. He's not the leader that he should be. I'm not knocking his coaching skills, but, hey, it is what it is. Moving on, we got uh, Ohio State quarterback Stroud uh, declares for the draft. Panthers, if you're smart, that's, that's, that should be your pick. That should be your pick. He's a franchise guy. Looking at it, he's, he's a franchise guy. Like I said, to me, he's more a uh, more athletic uh, Dwayne Haskins, but he showed a little moxie in that game against Georgia, and I think that's why why he's going pro. But Panthers, you're on the clock. Uh, sad news: uh, we had a Georgia offensive lineman and a staffer die in a car crash. I don't like to put out uh, negative vibes, but uh, Devin Willock was the player from the offensive lineman from Georgia and uh, Chandler LaCroix. Uh, they died Saturday in a car accident. Prayers going, prayers and condolences go out to both of their families. Yeah, I hate to see that happen. Like I said, I don't even like to report on stuff like that, but hey, uh, I'm wishing the family well. And other college news, Cormani McLean, another super cornerback to add alongside Travis Hunter. Uh, he's he's in a uh, recruiting battle right now between Coach Prime in Colorado and Miami. Guess who's going to win? If you want to be one of the best corners, why would you go somewhere else other than the Coach Prime? But, hey, we're going to see. It's a bidding war now. Prime can't say they don't have money to pay them or whatever the case may be. Maybe they'll get them another NIL deal. But I'm thinking he's going to be a Colorado Colorado buff next year and you're going to have top two top tier guys at the corners for the Buffaloes uh, Cristobal down in Miami he's trying to bring them back to uh, who they used to be but he's not the guy I'm telling you right now Ed Reed's at Bethune Cookman complaining about the facilities and saying Dion was right in about two years Ed Reed's going to be the coach of the Miami Hurricanes you heard it here first just like in the next three to four Deion Sanders is going to be the head coach at Florida State. I'm just telling you. Now, some other sad news. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. I don't really promote the WNBA. I didn't like how they handled the Brittany Griner situation. I don't like how they. Uh, I don't like how they promote the league or any of that. But uh, Maya Moore uh, from the Minnesota Lynx uh, is shutting it down. Four-time WNBA champion. One of the best to ever do it. 
You talk about fundamentals. They want to harp on Diana Taurasi. Maya Moore was the real deal. She's Cheryl Miller in another area with a, a never a different era with a better jump shot. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you don't think so, check her out on YouTube. She was a killer. Uh, remember, she got the guy to jail and married him. And uh, she's doing very well. I wish you the best, Maya. Like I said, one of the best to ever do it. Okay, now let's jump on this NFL because that's what everybody wants to talk about. Let's jump on this NFL Saturday's games. We had the Seahawks and the 49ers. Now, I'm one of those guys who thought Seattle had a chance to beat them. I'm not sold on Brock Purdy. I'm not sold on Shanahan. He's a fraud to me. But, hey, uh, the pundits seem to, like, they think the 49ers or the 49ers when it was Joe Montana, but they are not. This game was close because Seattle came out and punched the 49ers in the mouth. Brock Purdy was shook, and I was thought the Seahawks really had a chance until Geno fumbled the ball in the red zone. When he fumbled the ball, the whole momentum of the game changed. The 49ers just took off on him, and they never got it back. 41-23. I mean, Pete Carroll, he waited way too late to put Geno in a two-minute drill. I mean, he had to be down by 20 before you did that. When they were down by, like, 10, you should have started doing that. You had nothing to lose. You were playing with house money. But, hey, the way you did, Russ, karma's a you-know-what. So, hey, 41-23, Niners. Still not sold on. Then we had the Chargers and the Jaguars, which had to be the most one of the most horrific collapses but hey we saw the vikings and the Colts, so i can't really say that that was 33 points this was 27 this was crazy trevor lawrence uh, uh he he uh the manual not not what to do as a quarterback that was his whole first half four interceptions total and they won the game that's crazy and, and they've been on Staley, the coach of the Chargers, all year about if he loses his game, he's gonna get it, he's gonna get fired. Well, guess what? He hasn't got fired yet. And now everybody was saying that that's the job Sean Payton wanted. Now everybody's saying the Chargers can't afford to pay Sean Payton. Wow, really, really? Because if you know he was a brother, he'd be up out of there. He would have been up out of there last night. But. Staley is supposed to be some kind of defensive guru. 27 to nothing, and the team comes back and wins 31 to 30. Yeah. Where, what credentials does this guy have to get this job? That's what I want to know. Somebody let me know. Somebody let me know, because he was unheard of. I forgot who he was the defensive coordinator for, but yeah, that didn't look like a guy that knew anything about defense in, in the second half at all. And then, and Justin Herbert is, is my guy. And like I said, to me, he's got the tools to be the best quarterback in, in the pros. But he was awful the whole game. The defense got him in positions where, because they were up 27 to nothing. They really should have been up like 41 to nothing. But he that was just not him. And it's not because Mike Williams was out of the game. He played horrible that game. So moving forward. Is already out. Sean Payton is probably not going to be the head coach, and they're probably not going to fire him. But next year, 
it's going to be a short lease. I give them about five games. They're going to see what's happening. And if it's not what they want, it's going to be out of there. Okay, moving on to Sunday's games. The Dolphins against the Bills. Everybody picked this to be a laugher. I mean, me included. I didn't think it was. I thought it was going to be over by halftime. But what do you know? The Dolphins showed up. And I'm going to give kudos to the Dolphins coach because, I mean, he looks a little weird with the glasses and these little crazy sayings he had. This guy can coach. And not just offense. If you can get guys up to play to play the game, that's I mean, that's all you need. And then if you're smart behind it, he got these guys up to play. And actually, if you, if you watch the game, they should have won. If Tua or Teddy Two Gloves had started this game, the way he had those guys up, they would have beat the Bills. The whole season, they wanted to talk about Josh Allen's greatness. Josh Allen looks like a shell of himself. He is not that dude. I've been telling you he's not that dude. But, hey, maybe they need a new offensive coordinator because uh, die balls and with the Giants. But he looked horrible. Now, I'm going to give him his credit. The three times that they needed him to be great, he was. 31-34, but way closer than people thought. Way closer. Then we had the Giants against the Vikes, which I call the Fraud Bowl. Because the Vikings are not what who their records say they are, and neither are the Giants. But I'm going to give it to the Giants. Uh, they've been playing with a lot more consistency. They definitely have a better defense. The Vikes' defense is atrocious. Those two safeties are going to be looking for jobs next year. They were atrocious. Saquon Barkley was great, good, great for the Giants in the, uh, the, the the passing game. Daniel Jones, man, let's stop calling him Danny Dimes. That's Danny determined. They keep talking about this man, and all he keeps doing is winning. I mean, they drafted him out of Duke. The guy that coached Peyton Manning and uh, Eli, he was supposed to be like part of the Manning tree. He's not that, but this guy can play. He's tough. Yesterday, him just being tough got them into a lot of positions uh, to make plays to get touchdowns. They need to get off this guy. I mean, like, who are you going to replace him with? There's nobody in the draft. I mean, they got some good quarterbacks in the draft, but leave Danny determined alone. 31-24, the Giants pull an upset. Okay, then we're going to move on to the Bengals and the Ravens. Another game who nobody thought was going to be close. You know, they've anointed uh, Joe Burrows. It's next coming to Joe Montana, but it was not to be. This, I mean, it was close early, and Cincinnati did look like they were going to run away with it. But Huntley put the team on his back. They said two quarterbacks were going to play. Uh, possibly Brown was going to also play with Huntley, but it was the Huntley show. If not for the back play call on the goal line, the Ravens might have won this thing. The, the Huntley was already banged up with a shoulder and, and an ankle. Why are you going to try to quarterback sneak him? What are you paying Dobbins for? What are you paying the human bowling ball for? Man, we want a one-yard lineman. Come on, Harbaugh. Come on. Maybe that's why Lamar want to leave. That's, that was just not smart. And when the guy ran it, however many yards back, 94, 95, or whatever, that was a major shift in the game. Major shift in the game because the Ravens had came back and punched Cincinnati back in the mouth. They were on their heels. Burrow was off rhythm. He couldn't get, get in with Chase or T. Higgins anymore. 
and they had what they wanted. But this idiotic call, they've been calling for the head of the the uh, office coordinator's head in Baltimore for a long time. Guess what? They may be right. And right now, the head coach, if Lamar goes somewhere else, the head coach need to go to. That's all I got to say on that. And finally, like I said tonight, Dallas against the Bucks. The keys to the game. Dak has to play more up to his competition tonight. The Bucks are the Bucks are atrocious, but he's got to play. Dak just needs to play average. I don't care about him throwing an interception because interceptions happen. And most of the interceptions he threw, nobody wants to talk about it. Most of the interceptions he threw were the receiver's fault. They either bounced off their hands, bounced off their chest. But an interception is an interception. Not making any excuses for him. Dallas needs to get out to a lead. They need to get out to a lead because them coming from behind is, is not winning football for them. I would start Pollard. Regardless. Love Zeke. He's done a great job. Zeke hasn't been Zeke since he signed that $90 million contract and was running with parachutes on his back on the beach. But he's still Zeke. He's great in the, uh, in the protection, and he can get you those tough yards, or he used to be able to get you those tough yards. I would start Pollard. The Dallas defense has to show up. They have to get to Brady early and often. Michael Parsons, you like talking. Tonight, stop talking. Play some football. Has anybody seen Demarcus Lawrence lately? Has anybody seen him? And the Hunters back tonight. Vanderesh is in the building. Please don't get hurt. We need you. And like I said, Dallas, this game can't be less than five points going into the fourth quarter. If it's that close, I don't think the Cowboys going to win. Who's better than Tom Brady in a two-minute? Nobody. That's all I'm going to say. If they're not up by at least seven going into the fourth, the nerves are going to be bad. That's all I'm saying. It shouldn't be like that, but Dallas needs to play up to their potential. Hey, Stephon Diggs, man, Mike Evans is a beast. Just don't fall for the devil move. Just play straight up and down, please. Anyway, enough of football. On this MLK Day, we got the NCAA. I'm going to make this short and sweet. College basketball is horrible. 11 ranked teams fell this weekend. 11. Never my, I've been watching college basketball since 1979 and never have I seen so much parody. Is it parody or they just sorry? 11 ranked teams fall in one weekend. That has never happened in my 51 year existence. You had number five, Tennessee losing to the unranked Kentucky team. Unranked. They have no number one draft picks. Calipari has no number one. He has no lottery picks this year. Re imagine that. Then you had number nine, Arizona. They lost to unranked Oregon, 87 to 68. And Arizona has built that program back up, but it looks like they're going the wrong way right now. You had number 11, Kansas State. They lost to, albeit, number TCU is number 17, but still, they lost, 82-68. You had number 14, Iowa State. They lost to number 2, Kansas, 62-60. So I'm really not going to hold that against them because it's Kansas. Then you had number 15, Arkansas. 
They lost to Vanderbilt. Unranked Vanderbilt. 97-84. Jerry Stackhouse coaches Vanderbilt. Carolina. UNC. You know what it is. Then we had number 16, Miami. They lost to NC State. 83-81. Good game. But still, they lost to an unranked team. Number 18, Wisconsin. Lost to Indiana. Unranked Indiana. 63-45. We had number 19, Providence. Lost to unranked Creighton. 73-67. You also had number 20, Missouri. They lost to unranked Florida. 73-64. Then we had number 23, ranked San Diego State. They lost an unranked New Mexico, 676 to 67. And finally, we had, and this was a good one for me, number 24, Duke, lost to unranked Clemson, 72 to 64. Although Clemson is at the top of the ACC, so I wouldn't really call it an upset, but uh, Duke being ranked, yeah. John Shire, I'm going to give you two, I'm going to give you 24 months, buddy, before they pull the plug. This is just not acceptable. I hate Duke because I'm a Carolina fan, but even I want you gone. But like I said, is it parody or is it pit pitiful? Yeah, college basketball is a hard, hard watch for me. Being the basketball guy that I am, but it's, it's a hard watch. Like I said, if you're not watching at least the top 15, don't waste your time. Moving on to the NBA. We're still going to... Check up on these divisions. Atlantic Division, Boston is still Boston. Uh, the Nets are in second. They've fallen four back since KD's been on the shelf. Uh, Kyrie, you're going to have to take the reins and lead. And Ben Simmons, you're going to have to be able to score. No points? Come on, guy. I'm sick of this guy. Then you Central Division. You got Milwaukee. They only a half game up on the Cavs. The Cavs are for real. I mean, you know, the Bucks are coasting. Like I said... They're coasting. They need to get healthy. Middleton needs to, I don't know what the problem is with his knee, but yeah, they, they're not going to win anything status quo right now. Even with Holiday playing out of his mind like he is. If those Cavs, if the Cavs, big men, if Mobley gets it together, they can, they're going to make a run at Milwaukee. Then in the Southeast Division, you got Miami holding the two and a half uh, game lead over the Hawks, who still has the inner turmoil but you know Trey ice Trey is still playing up to par so we're gonna see how that goes now we're gonna be moving over to the west the west and the northwest division you got denver with an eight and a half game lead over the timberwolves who still don't have carl townsend back yet but anthony edwards is playing out of his mind right now so not that they're a threat to denver right now but they're eight and a half back and they're playing probably the best ball in the division without leading the division they're going to move over to the Pacific. Like I said, the Kings setting the top uh, division. They are two and a half games up on the Clippers. But we've had a Kawhi Leonard sighting. Kawhi's been putting in that work the last couple of games. He actually played like three games in a row. Imagine that. But like I said, the Kings run the Golden State Warrior offense better than Golden State. So, like I said, I thought the Clippers were going to be my surprise team at the break. But it's the Kings. Then finally in the Southwest Division, you got the Grizzlies with a three-and-a-half game lead over uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. But see, the Pelicans, no Zion, no Brandon Ingram. Like I said, the Grizzlies, they want to talk that talk. But if New Orleans gets Zion and B.I. back, they're going to have to walk that walk. And that's going to be out of the playoffs. 
you heard it here. You heard it here first. Finally, we gonna get down to boxing. You know, I've been tight about boxing lately. Uh, Adrian Broner. It's been an Adrian Broner fight. Uh, sighting. He had a fight uh, Friday against uh, Ashley Theopain, and he won. He won. Maybe AB will be at the 140. They need somebody at 140. Uh, he fought this fight at 140, and uh, he let his hands go for the first time in a long time. He still got hit a lot, and his timing was kind of off, but he, he, he they stopped the fight. He didn't put him to sleep, but like, he couldn't continue. Uh, maybe this would be because uh, AB right now. Like I said, if he gets his timing back, hopefully he'll he'll box. He'll stick to boxing and not turn into the party guy again. But some people can't handle success, and he's a prime example. But it was good to see him let his hands go and get the win. We'll see what's up for, for him next. But like I said, when people go to 140, they either go to 140 to hide. But uh, I don't think AB's hide. And the thing about boxing. I mean, right now, it's not about the belts. It's just all about money. You got a guy that's undisputed, and a guy talking about he don't want he doesn't want to fight him because he's a boring fighter. But he has all the belts. You don't want you don't want to fight him. You just want to fight some bums for some money. But when you could have the belts and the glory, but you just fighting bums for money. Yeah, I'm talking about Tank Davis. But hey, I've been hard on Tank, but that's what it is. There's no reason. You got Garcia coming up. There's no reason you shouldn't want to fight Devin Haney. And then, now it's, it's so bad. The trainers will start talking. I love Bill Haney. Devin Haney's uh, dad. But he's talking a little too much. And Tank's uh, trainer, uh, Mr. Ford, he definitely need to shut up. Because he's a hanger on. I don't care what you say. He's not. He's, he's got Tank and that's all he's got. You know what I'm saying? But them being on YouTube going back and forth, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody. Nobody cares. Like I said, Tank is a boxer. He's a he's a fighter, not a boxer. And they keep talking about he knocked Devin out and sparring and all of this crap. But like I keep telling people, Leo Santa Cruz was kicking Tank's ass before Tank caught him with the uppercut. If that had a win 12, he would have lost on the cards. Barrios was kicking his ass until he, he wanted to be the ultimate warrior and not do what his, his corner told him. He didn't knock Barrios out, but, but he got the uh, he got the decision, TKO. These guys need to quit with the talking and just do the fights. 135, you could be super rich in two fights, but all this posturing is killing boxing. These bad promoters, Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum and Oscar De La Hoya. All three of them need to go because they don't want to fight anybody. They want to have press conferences to talk about nothing, to schedule nothing, not to fight anybody. People are tired of that. That's all I'm saying. Well, on that note on MLK Day, I'm going to get ready to get on out of here. First of all, shout outs. Uh, happy birthday to my wife, Sharon Plummer. Uh, it's her birthday today. Uh, Queen B. Uh also, a happy belated birthday to my man, Rodney Smith, uh, who I helped growing up. He's one of my guys. His jump shot is almost as good as mine. You know, he didn't get that from off of TV. He, he got that from watching me. Ask him. Anyway, shout out to my sister, uh, Latasha, just for being my sister. I love you. Uh, 
Going to a shout out to the North Shore. North Shore is in the playoffs again. Hoping for another state title. Uh, they play this Saturday. Uh, shout out to uh, my nephew, DR2, Westfield High School, for getting the win on Friday night. Shout out to them. Also, shout out to Eisenhower High School. They also got a win on Friday night. Uh, Davion Curry. Check them out. That's all I have. Enjoy your MLK day. And as always, I'm O-U-T.